Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Give somebody near you a high five, a hug as they're, they're comfortable to. My name is Carl Thomas. Merry Christmas. Great job, Corey and Sarah. Hallelujah. Man, before Corey and Sarah leave, they have to go get their kids. How was that song? That new song that the worship team worked on. How, how good was that? Come on. Come on. Great job, guys. Great job. I've listened to lots of churches, put out lots of albums, and um, not have a song that good. That was so good. We love you guys. Merry Christmas. Amen. Thank you. Corey bought me an avocado tree for my birthday. Thank you so much, Corey. Hey, listen, if you're online, go ahead and, uh, and slap like now, would you please? Go ahead and uh, welcome. Glad to have you with us today. Welcome. People who are here in living flesh, bless you. And uh, what I'm going to need from you this morning, uh, we are a spirit-filled church, and so I'm going to need you to behave like your spirit is still in you, and we haven't passed from life to death yet, and we need to make a little bit of noise with me. Is that all right? I'm going to need some feedback. I'm going to need some encouragement. I'm an insecure man. I'm very insecure, and I need constant encouragement from you. Because if I don't feel like I'm, you know, doing a good enough job, I just keep talking. And so we can be here all day. Uh, or we can just give good feedback. No, I'm not even going to say that because Chris will start yelling. And uh, it will hurt my heart. And uh, if you've got a Bible, go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 1. Man, I, uh, I'm super excited. Uh, I have my birthday tomorrow, which is uh, cool for me. Sad because I'm not going to have a party. Um, I've been looking forward to a party for a long time. But uh, I don't want to die for my birthday. So we're just not going to do that. Um, uh, and, uh, we, uh, we're, uh, we're going to have our online service next week. It's going to be really cool. Make sure you tune in nine 11 and be active in the chat. If you would, if you're out there right now, be active in the chat. Um, good news is, uh, Florida didn't get embarrassed by Alabama yesterday. That's, that's good news. Amen. Uh, come on Gators. Where you at? Uh, also, uh, Miami or, uh, Notre Dame didn't win the ACC championship, but neither has Miami. So anyways, Matthew chapter 1, starting in verse 18. Uh, we're going to read this story together. I'll read it. You can read with me in your mind. In your spirit, man, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm feeling a little giddy. We had a good service. I felt the Holy Ghost in worship, man. I was, in, I was, I was having a good time right there. Hope presenter crashed. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going in. All right. Now, the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. His mother, Mary, had, had been betrothed or engaged to Joseph before they came together, meaning had marital relations. She was found to be with child by the Holy Spirit. And Joseph, her husband, being a righteous man and not wanting to disgrace her, planned to send her away, wow, secretly. But when he had considered this, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph. Son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child who has been conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Now all this took place to fulfill what was spoken by the prophet, through, spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel. Do you not know what that means? 
It says it right here, which is translated, God with us. And Joseph awoke from his sleep and did as the angel of the Lord commanded him and took Mary as his wife, but kept her a virgin until she gave birth to a son and he called his name Jesus. Amen. That's a good story, right? That's a good story. It is the Christmas story. Merry Christmas. It is one of the miracles of Christmas. I'm so uh, thankful. Uh, and we decided last week that there isn't just a Christmas miracle, the birth of Jesus. We are in a season of Christmas miracles. Can you say amen? We are in a season of Christmas miracles. I believe God still raises dead hearts to life. I believe He still moves among us and speaks life over us. I believe that uh, He speaks a better word over our lives than we've spoken over ourselves. I believe uh, through the power of Holy Spirit, Florida can even keep up with Alabama. Had it not wasted its timeouts at the end of the second half, who knows what could happen. God is a God of miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am... Uh, I. I uh, <clears throat> I want to talk today about the sound of Christmas. I want to talk about the sound of Christmas. When we think about uh, the sound of Christmas, uh, oftentimes we go to kind of the stereotypical sound. You may think of uh, Christmas or jingle bells. You can kind of hear them on a sleigh. I personally have never seen a sleigh in my entire life, yet if I saw one, I would expect it to have the jingle sound as it was going through the snow, which I haven't seen in a very long time. As well, you, you may you may think about the sound of people getting together, uh, greeting one another. It may be a Christmas party or an office party. You may you may think of the sound of a of a busy mall, people packed, shopping. You know, I live right near uh, the town center mall, so for me, part of the Christmas sound is uh, traffic on glades not moving. Right, and uh, from about Thanksgiving till whenever they go home, I just think of glades just. Packed, and if you're a visitor from up north, praise God, tell the north hello for us. Uh, but it's just packed. That's part of our Christmas experience. And I've come to come to find out that what you hear in things kind of says more uh, about how you see the world than what's really happening. Two people can see the same event and come away with very different impressions. And what you think about Christmas often has a lot to do about what we're focusing on. And uh, I want to ask you today, what do you hear? What do you hear at Christmas time? Now, I'm not asking, what do you think? Like, I think about jingle bells, but I don't actually hear them. What are you actually hearing? What do you hear when you hear the story of Christmas? Let me tell you what I hear. I hear the sound of hope. I, I, I hear the sound of God breaking through into the natural realm to come and rescue us. I hear God orchestrating things in many different levels so that His plan will come to fruition. I hear a God in heaven who says, it is not over even if you think you've run out of chances. I hear a God saying, no matter how disappointed you are or how hurt you've been, I still heal, I still come into events, I still rescue, I still bring life Today, this, this, is, this is what I hear when I hear about Christmas. When, when I think about Christmas, I hear uh, kids surrounding a wish list, hoping that they'll get that one thing they really wanted. I, I hear parents late on Christmas Eve wrapping gifts, hoping 
that their kids know how much they are loved. I, 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 hear, I, hear, I hear the world just taking a few days off. Believers and unbelievers alike just taking a rest in this season. Maybe singing Mariah Carey songs and uh, enjoying hot chocolate. Maybe burning a log in your fire pit out back. I, I hear the church singing songs that for some reason we only sing this time of year, but worshiping God, saying, come, let us adore Him, Christ the Lord. I, 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 hear, I hear a unified brotherly love that somehow happens in this season that people don't necessarily affixed to God sending a Savior. But we know this time of year, we're just a little bit more kind in the stores. We're a little bit more friendly with family that we don't see that often. A little bit more thinking about giving than we are getting. And I would ask you today, is there a sound that you're hearing? Is there something that you're hearing this time of year? Are you hearing what God is speaking this time of year. When I hear the Christmas story, I hear about a God who has speaking every way possible so that His creation knows that He is God. That He is actually in control. That He's working all things together for good. That He is alive and He is still speaking today. I want to ask you today, do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? And I, I, uh, I, I, I want to focus today. I, I have this burning belief in my heart that some people are going to have their ears, their spiritual ears, if you were, open today. And they'll begin hearing what God is speaking in all the ways that God is speaking. And I'm not normally, amen, I'm not normally a teacher, but I believe today as I teach a little bit on the ways that God is speaking, that God is going to open some ears ha, shabba, this morning. Ha, and we're going to encounter the God of, wow, of love ha, today. And I believe the Lord is even going to do a little bit of heart surgery on some people. I think one of the, one of the, one of the greatest gifts God does, you know, God opens doors and God closes doors. We all know that. Uh, we don't normally like God closing doors on us uh, because the doors that we want to open, of course, are the perfect doors. And the doors that we want God to enter through, of course, are always the right doors. And it's always painful when God closes doors because sometimes disappointment is on the backside of that door. But we do find out down the road if we continue to have faith in God that we find out it all worked out for the best. I... Uh, their, their new song, I was just so, I was so touched by that new song and talking about our first love when we didn't have it all figured out, but all, all, all we wanted to do was love him and all we knew is that we were loved and that was enough. And then we start listening for what we want to hear and we start judging our relationship with God sometimes on hearing what we want to hear or not receiving what we want to receive. And we start narrowing the voice of God down to not everything He wants to say, but necessarily what we want wow. to hear. And uh, I, 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 um, I'm convinced that everything God wants to say is good, even if we don't love what He is saying initially. We find out in the end, 
as we spoke about in our last message series, that God eliminates sin from our options because it's actually best for us. It's not that he's trying to squeeze us through some sort of mold. It's that he actually knows what's best. And uh, he closes doors so that we can go through the right door. And I just trust today that he's going to do some of that this morning for you online, for you in the house, for those listening later. Uh, I just feel like the anointing of God is here too. Okay, I'm getting long here. All right, here we go. I'm going to go through nine ways in this Christmas story that God speaks through us. And something may jump off at your heart. And I want you to encounter God today and have hope for the future. The first way we see clearly is in the Scriptures. We know that in the Scriptures, uh, they were expecting the Messiah. And these people had arranged their lives in accordance with the prophecies that were written about the coming of Jesus, the Messiah. Uh, We see that in the very beginning, this is how it always was. God has always wanted to speak with people and has always injected his story of hope into the story of man. We see at the very beginning, there is the story of Adam and Eve. And Adam and Eve, as the story goes, were created in the garden and they chose sin over the way of God. And because God is holy, he had to expel them From the garden. And we see in Genesis chapter 3 this kind of interaction between God and man where they just had this perfect relationship with Him, yet they wanted something else. And the sin separated them from God. And there was that terrible, awful moment that fellowship was broken between God and man, which we all have inherited by way of sin. And and so here man was cast out from God's presence. But as we look forward at Genesis 3.15, we see that God then speaks to them. Hey, one day out of your womb, from your lineage, I will send a Savior and He will crush the head of the enemy. God would not let them go 10 verses without a word of hope over their situation. Say amen. Come on. He would not let them go 10 verses without them knowing, hey, I am still with you. There will be power over the enemy. You're not given over to your circumstances, but I'm still there working in the midst of it. Everywhere throughout the scripture, God says, listen, I don't want you to do this. This is not going to be good for you. If you do this, things are not going to go well. But if you happen to fall into it, here's how you make your way back to me. He is constantly giving a way of return for man through the scriptures. And if you want to hear God, read his scriptures. Read his scriptures and we learn his ways. We learn him speaking hope into our dark situations. And as we read the scriptures, we see and recognize the other ways he speaks to us. And we see right here in the story that God speaks to us through angels. God communicates to the world through angels. And in, in these days, it almost sounds super spiritual, scientific fiction that God would speak through spiritual beings. But when you think about the fact that God is a spiritual being, he speaks through his created spirits and he ministers through his created spirits. We, we see that God spoke to Joseph way back and he spoke to Joseph today and he told him, hey, you are to believe Mary about her sexual history. You are to believe her testimony about what has happened in her body. And she told her husband, her betrothed, Joseph, listen, I haven't been with a man. And yet she was pregnant. And an angel came and said to Joseph, listen, 
God has birthed a child into your wife through the spirit realm. And because Joseph listened to the angel that ministered to him, the Messiah was born into a family without shame. The Bible says that we have guardian angels. There are angels assigned to our life. And I believe there's times that we didn't even know that God had sent angelic help. And some of us do know uh, that the angel of the Lord has come and rescued us, that the angels came and set things in place, maybe protected us from things, or we were going to go do something and we felt like this force or this urge to not go or keep us away. And I believe many of those times the angel of the Lord came and redirected our paths or kept people away from us and rescued us. And I've heard so many, so many amazing testimonies of angelic intervention in people's lives. And we see this in the Bible. As a matter of fact, the writer of the book of Hebrews even tells us, he says in Hebrews chapter 13, verse two, he says, do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers for by this, some have entertained angels without knowing it. And sometimes you just meet a stranger in the middle of nowhere and you have a conversation you never meant to have, and you said things you weren't even thinking about, and they say something that was so profound, and it touches your life. And I wonder, I wonder if it's possible that what the Bible talks about just happened in our lives. I wonder if it's possible that God is still intervening in our lives in ways our minds don't understand to speak the Word of God into our lives, to speak a word of hope, to speak a word of courage. Not every word God speaks to you comes through the pulpit. God is speaking in ways all around us, supernatural and natural alike. Amen? Amen. Amen. I believe there's angels here right now. Is it possible that there could be angels in the room accompanying the Word of God to shepherd that Word over your life? And is it possible that God has a gift for you by way of Jesus or His Spirit today that an angel will be assigned to guard over? Is it possible that today is the day of your visitation or 2020 as far as God is concerned is not over yet for your life is it possible that God is still going to do miracles in these last few precious weeks wow of 2020 in you it is not over yet amen it is not over yet amen it is not over yet for you amen Jacob in the forest, he was uh, running, and he was running for his life, and he laid down, the Bible says, his head on a rock, and he had a dream. God speaks to us through dreams. God speaks to us through dreams. Some, some of us just, uh, I don't have great sleep, and so I get a fair amount of crazy dreams. And I wake up and I know they're crazy dreams. You have crazy dreams, you know, like uh, where you're driving your car, but it's really an elephant, right? And then you show up at your uncle's house, who's also Celine Dion, right? Like you just have these <laughs> dreams that don't make sense. You walk out into your backyard and you're in Aruba, right? Th those dreams. And you can drive yourself crazy trying to figure if there's some sort of significance to it. I like to think that any dream I have about a vacation is a prophetic word from the Lord personally to my heart directing and guiding me in the immediate future. I like to think of it that way. But God still speaks through dreams. When Jacob had this dream, this encounter with God, he saw the angels and he heard the voice of God and he said, surely I am in the house of the Lord. Literally, I am in the place that God 
speaks. And for some of us, there's so much talking going on inside of our head that the Lord has got to wait till you put your head to sleep that He can get a word in, right? He'll just circumvent your self-talk to have a little God talk go on in your imagination. He's like, I, I, I'd, love to, I'd love to have a conversation with you, but every time I jump in there, you think it's you, and you just put it to the side. I speak a word of hope into your mind, and you think it's just you day thinking and day wandering, but it's really you day dreaming in the spirit. I'm really trying to give some hope on the inside of you. So I just got to wait to get you out of the way so I can just go ahead and put my dream on the inside of you your dream. God speaks in the midnight hour for some reason. He he likes to speak when we're at the end of ourselves, the end of our day, the end of our abilities. And how much more when we're sleeping are we incapable of coming up with a plan? And so God says, now that your plan is over, maybe I'm going to give you my plan. I need to get your mind out of the way. Some some of us I've talked to so many people in the last 18 months and I've had the same refrain over and over again, be nice to yourself. Be nice to yourself. You say, ah, but I've been doing things wrong. Yeah, but the the conviction is enough. You can still be nice to you. You got to be nice to your neighbor no matter how they behave. We know that because Jesus told us to and we have to obey Jesus because we're, watch this, Christians, right? Christians literally mean we're Christ followers and you are your first neighbor you need to be nice to. Sometimes that's the hardest neighbor to be nice to. Sometimes the most judge, judgmental person in your life is you. Sometimes the most caustic voice in your life is our own. Can anybody say amen to that? And uh, sometimes we can't even hear God's word of hope over us because we're busy cursing ourselves. And uh, let's just decide in 2021, let's just break that, right? Let's, just, let's try to get a hold of those thoughts and start believing what God says about us. Amen? <clears throat> I mean, I know we all have weight loss goals or some of y'all swole folk, you want to have some weight gain goals. I don't know. Like, wherever, wherever we weigh is never right, right? Like, we either need to gain or lose, right? Because we can't possibly be okay, right? Um, and, 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 and let's have some self-thought goals in 2021. Let, let, let's have some healthy... Let's, let's start thinking that, like, the way we think about ourselves is the way we're going to treat other people, right? So it's not as much for you as it is for how you treat other people, right? Let's start tending our garden at home instead of giving people cursed fruit, right? You wouldn't, if, you're going to, if you're growing fruit for your neighbor, you wouldn't pour poison on it. But the fruit of your life is what you're feeding people. Let's, let's tend to, that's a good word right there. I'm going to put that in the book. That's a good one. That's a good one. But let's, yeah, amen. Let's tend the garden of our heart this year. Let's tend the garden of our heart this year. Let's, 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 let's speak the words of hope that God has for us. And, you know, the Bible talks about a different kind of dream when we talk about hopes and dreams. And I, I think, you know, God does speak through us through our inner dreams, our inner hopes. We don't even, we don't even know. We don't even know. We, we just think that everything we think is carnal. And as we're going over our lists for 2020, um, as you make resolutions, here's a way you can start to begin treating yourself better. Um, the person, when you wake up on January 1st, <clears throat> the person you are is going to be the same person you are on December 31st. 
don't, don't set some goal that you're magically going to be a new person on January 1st, and you're going to run four times a week, and you're going to eat 25 calories a day, and you're going to read nine books, and you're going to memorize Hebrew, right? Like, this is not going to happen, right? You're, it's, it's just, that is, you're going to be the same person. All you're doing is setting yourself up for more failure, right? Let's be a little more logical about it and set some attainable goals with some milestones, right? Like, by the end of six months, I would like to be able to run two miles. So by the end of the first week, I should have gotten off the couch, right? Like, yeah. let's, let's set some attainable goals for ourselves so we can begin framing our mind as a place that is healthy and safe for God to come and speak into our lives. Amen? I, um, <clears throat> as I, uh, we're often not aware of our self-talk. That's why we need people in our lives who are encouragers. As much as many people want to constantly rebuke us, have some people in your life who encourage you. It's a little more biblical, right? Um, and so if you surround yourself with at least a couple encouragers, even annoyingly encouraging, who are constantly pointing out the best in you, they'll hear when you are condemning yourself, when you are speaking words of condemnation. And, uh, and they're like, uh, yeah, that. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's talk about that word you just spoke over yourself. And we don't recognize how toxic our own self-talk is. We don't even recognize it because we think it's the truth. No, I'm just saying this truth, but there's a lot more truth that you could be talking about, but you're choosing to focus on the bad truth. Why aren't you focusing on the good truth? Let, let me give you an example. Um, I I've been praying into 2021. Um, God does not have to speak just because the Roman calendar changes, right? So just because it's January 1st doesn't mean he has to give us a brand new vision any more than he has to on May 3rd, right? Like it's just another day in eternity. But I, um, I, I was just been believing God for a word for 2021. And as I've been praying into it, I had this internal conflict I didn't even realize. And the conflict was this, you know, we had plans for 2020. And how many of y'all's plans included a pandemic uh, and racial unrest and, you know, protests in the streets? I don't know how many people, uh, you know, a toxic presidential season. We may have expected that part, but um, the other parts, um, th that was on almost nobody's radar, right? And so when you look at it that way, you might think, why does it really matter what I plan for 2021? Because whatever, whatever's going to happen is going to happen, right? And I didn't realize I was thinking that way. And so again, this morning, I was, um, I was praying, I was journaling, I was thinking about 2021. I was just trying to hear God. And as I began to ask about 2021, uh, I, I caught myself thinking, does it even really matter, you know, what I hear or what I plan? And then the Lord instantly began showing me pictures. He began replaying some like a, almost like live video in my mind of late 2019. In late 2019, um, the last uh, quarter of 2019, uh, some of the leaders, we began getting together here at Bible Life Church, and we began really talking about uh, where we felt Holy Spirit was leading us. And we really felt like we wanted to um, put to action serving in 2020. And so we brought Sarah Pagano on staff. We, uh, several of us began reading books about how to set up serving programs in our church. And the way they all looked was like you get together and you do big group events. Well, how I many you know that wasn't going to happen in 2020? But another thing we did is we started First Saturday Serve uh, at the end of 2000. And little did we know that a pandemic was coming and neighbor was going to need 
neighbor. As the confusion began to set in and there were run on supplies at stores and we began to set up text venues where if you were out of supplies, you could text us. And we had moms saying they didn't have baby supplies. And there were people who had food who wanted to bless someone else. And other people had extra income and they were helping families in need. And we were actually, God was saying, look, you were hearing me about 2020 was going to be about serving your neighbor. We had even begun planning a message series on the good neighbor uh, at the end of 2019, and right as the big pandemic came and nobody knew what was going to happen, we were talking about go knock on your neighbor's door to see if they need anything. And we didn't, we didn't know what the vision was going to look like in person, but little did we know God had put a dream on inside of us at the end of last year before 2020 even came. Here, here's what I'm trying to tell you. You can trust God with the God dreams in your life. Amen? Amen. We may not know how they're coming to pass, we don't know, and that doesn't mean I'll just let God do whatever he wants. He said it, and I'll say amen, and he could do it. No, no, no. We put feet to the plan, and we got moving, and then the Lord was able to get this moving vessel right in the direction he wanted it to go. God is good, and you can trust him, and you've got to be aware of the negative self-thought that's cursing the plan of God in your life. we got to be aware and we got to dream with God. And we have to protect the dreams he's given us, even if it doesn't come in the way that we thought it was coming. Amen? Amen? Further, God is not bound by this natural realm. God speaks to us through nature. God speaks to us through nature. We, we sing in this, this, uh, this season these Christmas songs, but many of the, our favorite Christmas songs are rich with theological content. They're rich with, 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 with good liturgies of worship. And, 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 and one, you know, we sing, it's called Angels on High, but we call it Gloria. It goes, angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing over the plains, and the mountains in reply echo their joyous strains. Glow, oh, 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 oh. Oh, 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 Ria, right? We, we know that. We don't know what that next phrase in Chelsea's jail. We don't know what that means. We know the oh, oh, oh's. And we know Gloria. But they're so rich. They're rich in, 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 in theology. And in this very song, it's talking about the mountains reply with joyous praise to this God who's being announced by the angels is coming to earth, in the, in the scriptures, we see that God speaks through nature. He speaks through the storms of life. In the Christmas story, we see that the wise men, they knew the scriptures, they knew the timing of the Messiah, and they saw the star and they came to Bethlehem. Now, they didn't know exactly where the baby was. And one of the funniest parts of the Christmas story, they go to the king and they go to the king who believes he is the king over all kings, as he calls himself. And he goes to the king and he says, they say, hey, we heard there was a new king born. Where, where is he at? And he's like, um, wait, what? Right? Wait, what? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, the Messiah, he's come, the king. And, uh, and then the king's like, um, when you find him, could you let me know about that? Because he had planned to murder him. Uh, and it says, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 2, verse 9, after they heard the king, 
It says, they went their way and the star, which they had seen in the east, went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child Jesus was. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. God can work through anything he wants. And sometimes odd events in your life are God intervening, sending you signs. The Lord uh, perhaps has spoken to you in a, in a shooting star. Perhaps he has spoken to you on a starry night about his vastness. Perhaps you went to the beach and you looked out on the ocean and you recognized there must be a God over all this. Friend, let me tell you, that's Holy Spirit speaking through his very creation to your heart about him being Lord of all. Amen? Amen, amen, amen. Further, what number are we on here, honey? She said I missed this one when I was going over it. What's that, five? Number five, you're taking notes because you love Jesus. Write this one down. Number five, you people online are, I know it. My friends here are ignoring me and, and, and giggling because they don't love Jesus the way you love Jesus because you take notes. That's a joke. Come on, people. Come on. It's Christmas service. God speaks through worship. God speaks to us through worship. Can you say amen to that? Do we have any worshipers in the house of God? Do we have any people who hear God? That was, wow, that was weak. That was, hold on, let's start this again. Let's start this again. So we look here in the Christmas story again. Number, is it five, honey? Number five, God speaks through worship. Do we have any worshipers in the house? Yeah. There are worshipers in the house. I might have skipped this one. You might be right. I, I might have skipped this one earlier because I, I don't remember any of this. Hallelujah. But God does speak through worship. It's our hope that when you come to Revival Life Church, we don't just come here to sing songs like we did on the radio coming in. It's our hope that we get caught up in an atmosphere of worship where the Holy Spirit begins to move and the heavens open above us and we begin to hear God clearly. You may not know this or people may not recognize it, but the worship team up here by worshiping God is actually clearing the atmosphere, getting some of the not so great things out and once more the great things in that we can clearly, clearly hear God and see God and worship in the fullness of who we really are. When Mary and Elizabeth got together, the Holy Ghost exploded right between them and Elizabeth, as they got together, prophesied over Mary about her child. And then Mary begins what is called the Magnificent. And Mary, she begins to sing out of her spirit a prophetic song over the Messiah. And, and I, I hope today that you heard God in worship. I, I hope today that you encountered eternity with God. I, 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 I hope. I hope that you have one of these moments. These moments where it seems like the whole earth has faded away. There's a scene in the book of Revelation where seemingly all of heaven and all of earth fade away and then there's just the Lamb. There's just the King and the angels. And there's nothing else in the picture but this singularity of focus where life comes and sets your spirit ablaze. We want to worship God expecting this. I, I hope that you go home and you sing at the top of 
your lungs. I hope next week when you're worshiping with us online, you're in a place where you can crank the music up and you can sing at the top of your lungs and you worship until something happens. Can you say amen? You worship with expectation. God is going to speak to me through this moment. If you're, if you're, if you're making goals for 2021, put some worship on that goal. Put, put, put some worship on that list. Say, hey, I'm going to learn how to worship this year until God breaks through the heavens and I encounter him. Oh my goodness gracious. And I encounter him like I did back in the beginning when he was my first love. When you would lift your voice and he would rush in the room and reassure you of his love and affection towards you. Hallelujah. I'm ready right now. If Corey wasn't here, if he was here, get him back on stage. I might have Chris Rajkumar come up here and just sing for us a little bit. And spirit of worship will rush into the room and by the spirit, someone will play guitar. Hallelujah. The sixth way God likes to speak to us and we see in this story is he speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Say amen. Amen. I have already gone long, so I am going to try to rush. I repent people online and people here, but I'm close to the end. I'm absolutely close to the end. Here we go. We talked last week about Simeon. Simeon who had waited his entire life for the Messiah, how he had been promised to see the comforter of Israel. And then he saw in his old age, because the spirit, the Bible says, was upon him. God wants to lead you by His Spirit. He wants our lives to be led by His Spirit. He wants you. He doesn't want to have to crack heaven open and send fire and brimstone to send you a message. He doesn't want you to have to go to jail or break your leg. He'll speak in those instances, praise God, but He doesn't want those instances to happen in order for you to listen. He actually wants us to live led by His Spirit. And this year, that may sound like something like, hey, maybe you should go get a cup of coffee with that person that you're thinking about. Perhaps, perhaps, maybe God is speaking to me about calling that person that I have not spoken to in so long. Could it be that God is the one putting people on your heart to reach out to in this season? Is it possible right here in this Christmas season that it's God telling you to reach out to somebody you perhaps canceled in your life? Is it Somebody who is even toxic to you. You're now at a place of health that you could reach out to someone and say, Merry Christmas, yet stay in a safe place. Maybe for your benefit, maybe for theirs. Is it possible that God could lead you in this new year? I believe good things happen when we hear God. I believe good things happen when we give our ear to hear what God, come on, I'm preaching better than you're preaching back to me. Come on. I believe good, I believe good things happen Amen. when we hear God. And I believe God wants to lead you this way. Hold on one second. Hi, Layden. Hi, buddy. Hi, Layden. Good to see you. I love that boy. Hi, Layden. I'm sorry. Your son's back there. I, I love him. He's good. Hallelujah. I believe God wants to lead all of us this year. The next way that God speaks to us as we see in this passage is by prophetic declaration. Come on, say it with me. Prophetic declaration. Now, we see Anna was in the temple where Simeon worked there. You know, he had a job and he would come back to the temple. Uh, Anna, it says, was an older woman uh, and she was in the temple night and day. She literally lived in the temple serving God. And 
and, 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 and you know, she was, she was a, a, a greeter at the temple. She was on the serving team. She was, uh, I bet she was on the go team. I bet she was serving in revival kids. I bet she was faithful in her giving. I, I, Anna was just one of those people that if the church is open, she's there serving the Lord. And she was there when Simeon pulled aside Mary and Joseph and prophesied over baby Jesus. And the Bible tells us that she began to tell everyone that the Messiah we've been waiting for has come. Let me tell you, every time you tell somebody about what God did in your life, you're making a prophetic declaration of the nature of God. What's on you, the Holy Ghost of God that's on you is getting on them through your prophetic declaration about who God is. Every time you give testimony that you saw God heal someone, every time you give testimony that God pulled you out of a long way, every time you say, man, I was in this place, but God rescued me in this situation, you're making a prophetic declaration over their life. This same God who came into my life can come into your life and rescue you as well. Can you say amen? That is a prophetic declaration. You don't have to be the prophet of God. To give a prophetic declaration. You don't have to talk in old English. Thou sayest unto thee that thine is thy God who's the God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. He is. Amen. The God. Like, okay, what's he saying? Just can we get to that part? I, I heard the intro already. Can we just get to? You don't, we, don't, we don't need all that. I love it. And I want it. But you don't need that. You don't have to make it up to do a prophetic declaration. The testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. And when you tell what God has done in your life, you're making prophetic declarations. And your testimony about what God has done may seem so old to you. And it's probably because you haven't told someone about it recently. The spirit is on it every time you share your testimony. Every time you tell a miracle, the spirit is there. And the Holy Ghost is speaking to someone near you. Encouragement. Simeon had no idea that his prophetic declaration over Mary, Joseph, and the child was going to ignite the very first evangelist in the New Testament, Anna, who went out and prophesied that the Lord had come to the people around them. And I believe, is it possible? Is it possible that God wants to awaken that on the inside of you today? Is it possible that you could be the Anna or you could be the one who's recognized what God is doing and just tell people around you and you could be the mouthpiece of God in 2021, just giving glory to what God has done. I think it's possible in this year. How about you? And the final way we see in this story, I'm getting excited, Chris. I'm getting excited. Hallelujah. I'm preaching myself happy. Hallelujah. The final way as we come to a close in our Christmas service here, the final way we see in the story that God speaks. God speaks through Jesus. God, God speaks through Jesus, His Son. As we read in the Bible that Jesus was the Word made flesh. All of God's words are in Jesus. God speaks to us through Jesus. Do you want to know what God sounds like? Do you want to hear what God sounds like? Start hearing what Jesus has spoken because God sounds exactly like Jesus. God the Father is exactly like Jesus. He has always been one God. He will always be one God. Come on, somebody. He is the God of love. And when you hear Jesus, you are hearing God. He is the voice of God among us by His Spirit 
today. Stand with me if you would. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me ask you a question today. Let me ask you a question. Do you hear what I hear? Do you hear what I hear? The miracle of God our Creator wanting to talk to us. Wanting to fellowship with us. Do you hear what I hear? Friend, there are a lot of things that are being spoken in this day and age. There are most things that are conceived in our mind were started by listening. By what we listen to determines what's being birthed in our mind. Are you listening to the word of doubt? Are you hearing the word of failure? Are you hearing the word of disappointment? Or are you hearing the word of the Lord? Like the, the writer said to the Lord, speak, Lord. Your servant hears. Speak, Lord. Your servant hears. Maybe that should be your prayer this morning. Maybe your prayer today is, speak, Lord. I'm ready to listen. I have told you what I want to hear, but today I am ready to listen. I'm ready to listen to you however you want to speak to me. I'm ready to hear whatever you want to say because every word of God is good. Sometimes it's hard for us to believe that every closed door is a blessing. Every closed door from the Lord is a blessing. Every false road that He keeps us from is a blessing. And many times we don't even know that until much later. It's almost like God knows that He's good and knows that you'll find out He's good in the end and He doesn't have to explain Himself along the way. So many times the thing I was praying for didn't come to pass and Disappointment would come in my heart and years later I would thank God so many times. Some of you who are married today are thanking God the doors that He closed on other relationships. Some of you who are single are thanking God for doors He closed. If we can be honest, on relationships. And it wasn't fun at the time, but all you can say is glory. <laughs> the Lord has done great things. <laughs> Didn't feel that way at the time. But we say... Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. What if the Christmas story is really a story about hearing God and encountering His hope? Every head bowed, every eye closed in here. I just want to pray for you this morning. I'm not going to single anybody out. I'm not going to ask anybody to do anything. This is solely between you and God. I want to create a moment right now where we can listen. Where we can listen. Father, oh, Father, speak. Your servant is listening. Speak to my heart today. Some of us need to say, Father, I've, I've not been listening when times you were talking. And I've done things that I knew you were telling me not to do. And I didn't do things you told me to do. And I wasn't nice to some people I was supposed to be nice to. And I was nice to some people that I really should have said, Cállate. Cállate tu boca. And so we say today, Lord, forgive us of this sin. Huh. And we say today, Jesus Christ is the Lord of the voice on the inside. He is the God. I put Him on the throne of my heart. And I just declare in this room, in the name of Jesus, 
the Lord gave me a vision at the beginning of the service just as I began my intro. It was so distracting. It was so clear that people would be delivered this morning from oppressive things that are keeping the voice of God choked out in your life. For some of you, you just have to say, I'm no longer going to live in disappointment. I'm going to be brave and live in hope. And some of us, we're going to say, I'm going to stop needing to have control over every situation in my life. God speaks to us through circumstances and So many people in the United States were convinced that God was somehow bound by who led one-third of the government of one country among 200 on the planet. That whoever was going to win the presidential election was going to, that outcome somehow, God was waiting on the edge of his throne on whether or not he could accomplish what he wanted to accomplish based on what some Americans said. Friend, I'm here to tell you, God doesn't need anybody's okay to be God. He doesn't need any man or woman or child on earth to do what he wants to do. He's still the God above heaven and earth. He's still the name above all names. And in your life, there is no circumstance that God cannot overcome and break through and be the God of glory and the God of testimony in your life. You say amen. He's still the God upon the throne. Oh, come on. It's better than that. He's better than that. Come on. And God is speaking through the circumstances of your life that brought you here today. And let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you for these people in the sound of my voice. I thank you for freedom in their lives. I thank you, Lord, that they hear you, that you're speaking, and they've set their heart to hear you. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that in this Christmas season, you will birth the miracle of faith on the inside of them. They'll set aside the faithlessness of 2020 and they will run toward the throne of God in 2021. That you will be alive and you will break in and they will hear the sound of your voice. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Give it up for the word. Hallelujah. Give it up to the Lord. God was good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Such a powerful word. Such a powerful word.